Welcome to another great episode of the Guyao Now Show, everyone. I am your host, Bob McIntosh. Today, I am super excited to be joined by the one, the only, uh, the man, the myth, the legend, I guess we should say maybe, uh, <laughs> Mr. Joseph McClendon III. Um, now, this is my first time officially getting to meet him, although I've seen him on stage at Tony Robbins events. The man is a phenomenal speaker, trainer, educator. He is energetic beyond belief. He brings the attitude all the time, which is one of my favorite sayings that he says. And I'm just super excited to have you here, man. So thank you for being on. Bob, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Perfect. So uh, I want to make the most of this time we've got. So let's just dive right in. Um, so obviously, you know, you've achieved massive pinnacles of success, both in businesses, personal life, and many, many other things. And the idea of this show being to get out of your own way. Um, if you would, I, I kind of want to go back just a little bit. I know you had some incidents as a younger child, uh, dealing with some racists and then, uh, really overcoming that. And, uh, I know you also felt, uh, faced homelessness and things like that. And for most of the people that are probably watching or listening to this show, um, they've never faced anything quite that bad. So the idea of going from where you are, uh, where you were to where you are now is ma as a massive leap that even they haven't had to go through, but even for what they have had to go through, what advice would you give to them around getting out of your own way and how have you faced some of those challenges? Well, um, first I'll, I'll start by saying this, is that any growth in life, any and all growth in life, physically, emotionally, financially, everything that we do, any growth, personal development, always comes from stress and pressure and challenge. The, the very act of, I shouldn't say the act, well, even the act of creation itself. When the sperm hits the egg, okay, it has to, it's a struggle. That thing has swam so far the, the <laughs> of that egg coming, that one egg out of all the eggs that your mom was given, being at that right place, it has to, and it's got to attach itself to a place. And then, then it's a struggle. Both of them are struggling. When they get together, the struggle begins because it's got to push its way into the egg. And then guess what happens? It's called zygote and it's pressure. If you look at, you know, you're looking under a microscope, that egg is under pressure. It vibrates and then boom, it turns into two cells and then four cells and then eight and then 16. But it's always under pressure. So there's always pressure. When you look at a plant, you know, it's getting ready to bud. It's like this pressure, boom, and then it, it grows. So using that as just kind of the example of the metaphoric example, that's the way life is. So what I always say to people is accept it and expect it. Meaning, when, because because what happens to most people is when when struggle shows up, they go, oh great, you know, and why me? And they start all this conversation that goes on inside, which which is a, a cascade of chemicals that go on inside of us, and all the the physiological things that happen inside of us that cause us to not go. Let me face this thing. Let me let me let me see it through and let it explode. You know, you mentioned in my life, Bob, that. Um, you know, I had a great childhood. I did, you know, great parents and, and my, my parents taught me a lot of great things, you know, about integrity and all those things and self-pride and all those things. But that got taken away from me when I was 17 and a half years old by three grown men attacked me because of the color of my skin. And not only did they, you know, beat me and all those things, but the things that they said to me and about me, um, as you might imagine, destroyed me, destroyed my, my self-confidence. And I always ask people, it's kind of a trick question. I'll ask you, <laughs> would you, would you think, would you feel that I would, especially at 17 years old, 17 and a half years old, 
would have been justified to have hatred at that place at that point? I would say, yeah. I mean, and I did, and I did. But here's the thing: I didn't hate them. I hated myself. Hmm. I hated myself because there was a part of me that felt like if I didn't have this color skin, if I wasn't in that place, if 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 if, then this wouldn't have happened to me. And on some level, I think everybody has that level of has some level of self-loathing. If I wasn't this, if this didn't happen to me, if I wasn't this, you know, there's something wrong with me. It's called imposter syndrome. And so um, it wasn't until I realized and what brought me to be to do what I do right now uh, and and my quest for success for myself and other people as well is somebody helped me. At the worst part of my life, I was homeless because of that, that, that drove me to becoming homeless. And somebody came to me and gave me a book. The book was called Think and Grow Rich. And I read the book and I did the exercises and, and life started to change. We'll talk about that in a minute. But what perpetuated everything, and I encourage everybody to, to listen to this and think of what it is inside of you that will do what this man convinced me to do or insisted that I do. When I went back to him and to thank him, and I, I, I Bob, I said, you know, how do I repay you? Because you've changed my life. Just with that act of kindness, you changed my life. And what he said to me was, you repay me by doing the same thing that I've done for you. For as many people as you possibly can, you help as many people as you can. And so that's why I, why I do what I do. The magic behind it is this. When you do that, you, you allow yourself to see the very first thing that I talked about, that everybody has struggles and our job, and I love, I love what you said, get out of your own way. Our job is to help people get out of their own way. The first place to do it, this is the hard, hardest thing for most people, is don't, Almost always that case. <laughs> yeah, don't teach theory. Physician heal thyself. You be the example. You don't, you know, don't go out and try and tell people how to make a lot of money if you haven't made a lot of money yourself or are not in the process of making a lot of money. If you're just sitting back talking about it, then there's a level of, of energetic transference and, and congruency that's not going to allow you to feel good and do what you need to do. And so, um, you know, that whole thing about getting out of your own way, do the work, do the processes. Let me stop this thing so it doesn't do that. Um, do the processes, if you will, to rid yourself of that burden of that conversation that's going, you're not good enough, you're not smart enough, you're not fast enough to get rid of that. And there's processes to be able to do that. And when you do that and you serve others, I know it sounds, you know, cliche and altruistic, but that's that's the, the greatest thing you can do to create more abundance in your own mind. So, so let me ask you this, <clears throat> you know, in today's day and age of Instagram photos and fast paced action, we see people all the time. You know, and and I the terminology, and I I'm even guilty of teaching this myself to people, which is that fake it till you make it. And I've stopped saying that many years ago because I started to realize, no, that that doesn't do you any good. People see this pinnacle of success out there. So you talk a lot about, you just talked about, hey, like you know, if you don't talk about teaching people to make a lot of money, if you haven't made a lot of money or aren't in the process of doing that, what would you say to someone who maybe wants to teach something that it's it's in their heart, they have that feeling to do or give back, but maybe they're they're like, I haven't done this thing that I want to teach yet. Should they not at all? Should they, no, should they start? Like what, the, what is going to more for that for me? Yeah, that's why I said actively be in the process of it and be honest with people. In other words, whomever you're teaching to, you're probably do, and if they're listening, you're probably doing better than they are. Otherwise they wouldn't be listening to you. 
Okay. That's fair. If you're congruent. Okay. If you're congruent. So it's not, a, it, it, I'll, I'll give you an example. I, um, my, my first big financial fortune came from real estate. And I, you know, again, I, I was homeless. I started doing a little bit better, but I remember, and this is back in the olden days, back in 1985, um, I saw an infomercial and this infomercial was by a guy named Robert Allen. And Robert Allen was one of the first guys to teach people how to flip houses, basically. He had a book and he had his, his concept was called Nothing Down. I went to his seminar and um, very long story short, um, I took his weekend seminar and he said, he goes, now I, I wanted to be a musician. That was my, my goal, um, but I couldn't quit my job. I didn't know how to quit my job. Uh, at the time, because I was, like I said, I came from nothing and I you know, had to work to, you know, to make some money and things. And his plan was, if you buy two houses a year for 10 years, at the end of 10 years, you'll have like a $10,000 a month income. And then back in 85, or, you know, that was a lot of money. It still is. Right. But but um, but I didn't want to wait 10 years. So I went <laughs> and I asked him, I said, you know, your plan is two houses a year for 10 years. Can I do 10 houses a year for two years? And I'll never forget this, Bobby busted out laughing. And he goes, well, yeah. And he goes, that's kind of what I did. And so that's what I did. In a year and a half's time, I purchased 26 houses. Wow. 26 houses. And here's the reason I'm sharing this with you. There were 500 other people in the class as well. 500 others. And I was the only one that, that bought any more than two houses. And the reason being is because people get into two things, paralysis of analysis, and they feel like they're not doing good enough to continue doing what they're doing. In other words, they feel like, and it's the same with teaching, right? Paralysis of analysis says, I have to know everything before I can go forward. No, you don't. You only have to know enough to get the job done and get started. And then you teach yourself and then you can teach other people as well. So when you go out and you, like for me, I go out and I bought one house. Well, guess what? Now I'm an expert at buying one house. <laughs> and guess what? Then I can teach somebody how to buy one house. And I've got congruency in doing that. And then I do it again and I do it Great again. Build it up. So you don't have to know everything. Teach what you know. Tell, tell people what you know and be congruent about it. When I say, uh, you know, don't, don't teach theory. And if you're not, that's why I said, be actively involved in doing what you say. You know, my mom used to always say, unless you can do better than somebody else, and you are doing better than right now, then just observe and appreciate what they've got. Appreciate what they've got. Because people, people come to you because they want some knowledge of at least what you have. And if you're honest with them, them and you go, listen, I've only bought one house, and but I'm going to share with you how to buy one house. And then from there, you can buy another house, another house, another house. Then people go, they feel it. And remember, I'm, I'm like an energetic uh, transfer. Get it. You know, then they feel that you're, you're honest and you're truthful with them. And they feel like you're going to help them and, they, and you can help them get to at least to where you are. Perfect. That makes a lot of sense. So what was the mindset? So you, you go to the, I love you like, Hey, and I don't want to buy two houses. I want to buy, you know, 20 or 10 houses in, you know, in a year for two years. So you, you do 26 in a year and a half. What did it take? I mean, to me, the mindset shift of from being homeless to buying 26 houses, you know, that that's, 
that's insane. Like even for me, like I've never, like I've done real estate for a long time. I've never bought 26 houses in a year. I think we did 17 maybe. And like one year was like our, our top, which is still pretty good. Like, don't get me wrong. Yeah, um, but, good. Freaking amazing. Compared <laughs> to a lot of people who never do. You know what the ratio right. is. Yeah. Of course. So what, what did it take in your head to get, to get to that point to say, this is, I'm going to go buy 26 houses and, and, and it's going to be okay. Yeah. Um, first off, um, and, and I like what you just said, what was in your head, because there's a difference between something. There's a difference between what's called a mindset and something called your psychology. Your psychology is what's in your head. Your mindset implies that you have a set of thoughts about a set thing. In other words, you have a set of thoughts about real estate. You have a set of thoughts about uh, about driving a car. You have a set of thoughts about uh, about this. And those are, are relegated to that specific thing. But your psychology is about these three things. And this is really important for people to get. Your psychology is are your beliefs, your constant thoughts and beliefs about yourself, about other people and about the environment around you, the world around you, situations, circumstances, and all those things. Your entire life is based on the decisions and perceptions that you have about those three things. So when you approach something, when you and we're using real estate as an example, okay? You when you approach real estate, if you have a belief about yourself that you're not smart enough, that um you you procrastinate and that you're a loser and that you're unlucky and all those things that will directly affect whether you're going to take the action to do whatever you learn to do if you have a belief that people are mean and cruel and they'll take advantage of you and that they're liars and they're cheaters and that's what your belief is core belief that's what your psychology is then guess what you won't trust people enough to even go out there and talk to them because you'll kill your enthusiasm in, in its crib before you get going if you have a belief that the world is just a cruel place and that every the world is stacked stacked against you and that, that you know this is the worst times of all then that's going to affect your ability to get out of bed in the morning unconsciously and so the trick is, and again, I'm going to go back on your saying, get out of your own way. What you got to get out of your own way is, is all of those thoughts. You have, to, you have to generate an unbelievable bulletproof, just this side of arrogant. So I'm going to say humbly arrogant attitude and belief about yourself. You know, you've been at seminars with me and I have people yelling at the top of their, your lungs. I freaking rock. I'm amazing. You know, my friend Ray Lewis, the, 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 he's a Hall of, Farm, uh, a Hall of Fame football, uh, American football star. We were talking the other day, and I was telling him about that, you know, incantations and looking yourself in the eyes in the mirror and saying, I love you and saying I'm amazing and things like that. Um, that works. And he goes, yeah. He says, look up when you're brushing your teeth. <laughs> when you're, when you're, I thought that was brilliant. Look up and when you're brushing your teeth, put a smile on your face and say those things to yourself because repetition is the mother of all skill. Your brain and your body cannot resist repetition. And so if you just tell yourself that stuff, then that's going to shift your psychology and you'll start to believe it about yourself. And if that's, that's step number one. And if you look for the good in people, you know, I have this thing called my 50 foot rule. Anybody that comes within 50 feet of me, I say to them in my mind, I love you. I love you. And what that does is it shifts my belief about people, which is the second core belief. And then I, then that third core belief, I'm not, I know I'm going through these very, very quickly. 
That's okay. I, I think people are going to pull a lot of value from this. So, yeah. love and, and so the third thing is look for and be grateful about what you have in the environment has given you, you know, the home you live in. Look, I lived in a cardboard box, you know, and there was nothing worse. You talk about the bottom of my life. And so wherever I've lived, when I had a studio apartment, I looked at that and this is the greatest thing in the world. My goodness, this is great. And so then what that does is I'm looking outside of myself and I'm starting to cultivate a belief that the world is a good place. And there is a great a lot of stuff to offer. You know, walk around and look and see a little flower and appreciate it. All of those things cultivate a great psychology. And then that psychology will support your mindset about stuff. You have that type of psychology. That's what will get you to get up and make those phone calls to buy that one house. And in the next house, and the next house, the next house. This is the stuff that gets you out of bed. This is the stuff that keeps you going. This is the stuff that, that, that develops that internal pull so you're not relying on drive. Drive is exhausting. It truly is. It's just it is, like it driven to do this. And that's what achievers do is they exhaust themselves and they burn out. And I went down that road, by the way. I, I did that for a long time in my life. I had to achieve, achieve, achieve. You know, okay, now, now what? You know, even when I did this, okay, now what's next? Now what's next? Instead of happily achieving those things and going, well, I got this, I got this, this is great, and making myself feel real good. That's how you get out of your own way. That's perfect. That's perfect. So so when you're achieving all those things and you're, you're going through and saying like, okay, what's next? What's next? Um, you said stopping and appreciating what you've already already achieved. Was that the catalyst for you to stop doing that moving forward? Because I know I've been guilty of that myself, right? Like, okay, I did this. Now what? Now what? And, um, you know, it's, and people have accused, not accused me, but had conversations with me of saying like, hey, like, you realize what you just did? Like, that's awesome. Take take a second and appreciate it. And I'm, sometimes I'm so focused on the next thing, I, I don't look back. And and so is that like the only thing or is it but other parts of you that said, hey, how do I stop and smell the roses for, to kind of go back to what you're that, saying? That is you're absolutely right. And it's not the only thing, of course. However, I will say that's extremely important. Um, one of, I, I call it the achiever's fatal flaw. And that is we beat ourselves up. You know, we beat ourselves up. And even when we accomplish things, we do exactly what we just did. We go, okay, that wasn't fast enough. That wasn't good enough. And all that's doing is, is, is like that's, that's crushing your spirit. That's like scolding a baby for not running the first time it stood up and walked, tried to walk, <laughs> you know. And, and, but when you praise yourself, you know, praise, you know, repetition is the mother of all skill. Well, praise is the father. Praise is the one that makes you, that perpetuate, that propels you forward. When you do something, anything at all, anything at all, I don't care whether it is, you know, read an article, you know, you know, pooped, anything at all. When you stop and go, I did that. That is awesome. Then you start, listen to what I'm saying. I did that. That is awesome. You're praising yourself. And as soon as you praise yourself, your brain and your body release something called dopamine. Dopamine is the drug, is a solution that rewards you. And your brain goes, what did I get that for? Oh, I pooped. <laughs> oh, I, you know, I wrote this paper. Oh, I bought this house. And then your nervous system goes, do it again, because it feels good. And that's how you happily achieve. There's another way of getting out of your own way. That's how you happily achieve because then your brain starts to go, I want to do this. I look forward to doing that. That's just the way that it works. You know, when you when you do anything at all and you go, hey, that was great. I did that. You're getting the love, the appreciation, the accolades, the acknowledgement from the, from the one person that matters the most, and that's yourself. And it's the one person that wherever you go, there you are. You're always there. 
And so instead of having that voice that's criticizing, you know, have the voice that's that's giving it to you. And and this isn't. I mean, there's there's several different things you know that that I teach, but this is one of the ones that is for achievers. It's just like give me a break. Get you know, lighten up. Really, literally, lighten up on yourself. You should you know you should be so amazed at yourself every day, every single day. And then that repetition becomes habit, and then the habit becomes your attitude, if you will. <laughs> Perfect. So let me ask you this. So you're out there, you get these little dopamine hits by telling yourself, Hey, like I did that. And that's awesome. Um, do you then find yourself at any point in time, having done that so often feeling more depressed because you're not in a happy state? Like does the differential of being always in a perpetually happy state create a bigger differential of um, when I'm not happy or not in that state, it seems even worse than it did before. No, and that's a great question. It's an intelligent question. And um, the answer is no, because what happens, remember, you're, you're a mechanical being. And what happens is when challenges come up, which is what we talked about at the top of the, uh, because that's what puts us into depression, you know, is a challenge goes up and we go, I suck, life sucks, people suck. Okay. <laughs> that's depression, right? You're not, you can't get out yep. of it. But when you do what I tell you to do, and, and this, these are the broad strokes, if you will, then what happens is when, when, challenges show up, you default to, oh, I remember, challenges mean I'm going to grow. But and I'm saying this intellectually right now, but it becomes right. part of your psychology. Because the difference between a depressed person and a person that snaps themselves out of it is the person that snaps themselves out of it has, has done it more often than the person that, that stays depressed. Because you can get some, I don't care how depressed anybody is. I don't care what they are. If I show up you know, at your door, you didn't know I was coming. I show up at your door and I go, hey, look, you won the lottery, $70 million. You're not going to be depressed anymore <laughs> in that moment. So which proves that you can snap out of it. It's not something that's permanent inside of you. So when you do what I'm telling you to do and that and several other things as well, um, then you start to condition yourself to snap out of it automatically. The depression or, or, uh, or challenge becomes the trigger for you to snap out of it and step and step up to stuff. I'm not going to say that I, I remember at the top of, I said, accept and acknowledge that challenge is going to come. So mm -hmm. when it goes up, you've accepted it. Okay. This is a challenge and acknowledge, okay, this is my opportunity to do something about it. How, how do I recognize that? Because, you know, I pooped the other day because I did this, you know, I did this because you've conditioned yourself to do it. That's what makes the person that you are. And would you place anger in the same realm of depression? People who are constantly angry about things? Yes. Any there's only negative and there's only positive. There's okay. there's there's the, there's that line. One side is negative, the other side is positive. Once you cross the line, you're one of the or the other. They're super, super excited, which is elated orgasmic, and then they're super, super negative, which is depressed and and frustrated and angry. Okay. But there's there's a myriad of gray area in between getting all the way you know to where you are. And so once you start to stay more on the excited side or the happy side, if you will, then that becomes your perpetual machine. That becomes as long as you feed it, then it becomes your perpetual machine. It doesn't mean that bad things aren't going to happen because they are. It's just when they do, you tend to default to the one that that you're most familiar with. As a matter of fact, a good friend of mine, his name is Sid Jacobson. Sid, he's amazing. He's, he, you know who Sid is, okay? I, yeah, I know Sid. Yeah, I've had a bunch of great conversations with him. Oh, he's amazing. And one of the things that he says, he says that people don't do things out of survival. 
or intelligence. They do it out of familiarity. So the more you've done something, that's where we default to. So all I try to do is get people to recognize that the more you 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 snap yourself out of it, the more you visit that happy side, the more you praise yourself, the more you acknowledge yourself, the more you look at how grateful you could, should, would be as a result of the things that you have done, then the, that's that becomes your default. And you'll move there and you'll default to that more often. And what would you say to people who might like roll their eyes and say, this is a bunch of hokey pokey BS, blah, 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 whatever. Cause I've, I've heard that from people too. Like, Oh, like this, this, this shit doesn't work. Like you're, you're, you're full of it too. Here's what I say. I, I say one of two things. Number one, you're entitled to your belief and you get to hang on to your limitations. You know, if you want to fight for your limitations, you got to get them. And I, I appreciate that. Watch this. I say, I understand how you feel. I felt that way before. And here's what I found. When I let down that and I allow myself to to at least try something different, do something different, that's when life changes. Now, if you're listening to what I just did, it's called aligning and redirecting. In other words, I took away the power of that person by not letting them get under my skin. If somebody, that's a bunch of bullshit, then you know, I go, okay, great. You know, you get to have that. You know, I appreciate that. You get to have that. And... I understand how you feel. Because as soon as I do that, I take away the power because they want you to push back. They want you to fight them on it. They want you to convince them. Okay. And, and they I, I think it's important that you use the word and not but because when exactly. you say but, you're just erased exactly. what you just said, which all is the acknowledgement of their feelings. I'm gonna go through them. I, all of those words I used on purpose. Right. Okay. So so first you you go, you know, you know, I got you, I feel you. You don't push against them because as soon as you push, then they're gonna push back. They want to be right, so let them be right. Give them what they want. You know, you're you're right. You know, and I, you know, and then I go. And you're right. I say, and I understand how you feel, because I was homeless once in my life, or I've been there before, and I didn't believe that. In it. And I've felt that way before, and a lot of people have felt that way before. So you're justified, and you're making them right the whole time. And then you go, and here's what we found is that if you do this, 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 and this, then you can start making little headways and you can start to make some improvements. And so, you know, you can you can stay where you are or you can try something different. And, you know, there's evidence of people that are getting this. So I'm not going to argue with you. I'm going to let you be right. I'm going to let you do what you want to do. And if you ever want my help to change something, I'm here for you. You just completely kneecap them you know, <laughs> because then they're left with, you know, okay, I'm a jerk if I continue to be to stay in this mindset, because a closed mind is going to always stay closed until you until it breaks open into you until uh, it, it, that pattern gets interrupted, and something else comes in, you're going to if you do what you've always done, then you get what you've always gotten. Yeah. So the mindset being closed is like the, like the flower you said before, right? It's a struggle, struggle, struggle. When it, when it finally does, it's going to pop open. And it's a wonderful feeling. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Okay. Um, so I want to, I want to kind of actually just backtrack just a little bit um, to mentioning that you, you know, that you were homeless um, at that point in time in your life, going through, you know, all the things that you faced and, and you talked a lot about hating yourself, not necessarily hating the people that caused you to feel that way, but hating yourself. Um, when you look back now, would you have changed anything about how you reacted to it and what you've done from that point to now to get to where you are? Or, or do you feel like that was a journey that you needed to be on for yourself? I, uh, both, you know, 
would, would I have wanted to change things? Because that wasn't the only act of violence against me because of like the color mm-hmm. of my skin. In the moment, would I, have, would I have not wanted to go through that? The answer is absolutely not. Of course. You know, no. And the reason I say yes to both of them, I am the man that I am right now, and I'm able to, to um, help as many people as I am right now because of that. So it, it's not, you know, I always say this, it's never too late to have a happy childhood. You know, you can't change what happened, but you can change how you feel about it. So time spent going, I wish it was this and I wish it was that is just wasted time. Instead, time spent going, here's what I learned from it. And okay. here's what I'm, I'm, I'm glad I did. And to, and to mitigate and diminish the negative and, and hurtful emotion you have about it is the key. That's how you get out of your own. That's another way of getting out of your own way as well. Because, you know, when I say that, it's never too late to have a happy childhood. You can't change what happened, but you can change how you feel about it. And you can go, well, gosh, you know, at least I'm still alive. At least this happened. And at least I helped these people. At least I did this. At least I did this. At least I did that. And that kind of, that constant conversation and that constant searching is the rewiring of the brain. And the brain is constantly, you know, that's, we're designed to learn. And so if you teach it the things that make you feel good, then it'll, 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 um, migrate to that area and it'll lean in that area more. That's perfect. I love it, man. I love it. Um, so do you, do you think that, you know, your journey of finding Tony and then doing that, has that all been fueled by the fact that you're just trying to help as many people as possible um, in, in yeah. whatever way that you are? Um, yes. With this caveat. Um, and this is going to sound uh, incredibly cosmic. It's going to sound unicorns and crystal. <laughs> And, and lotus pl- flowers and things like that and rainbows uh, and that's okay because I understand how you feel and a lot of people have felt that way love <laughs> um, it and it's going to sound a little arrogant I believe that Tony found me Les Brown found me all the things all the houses that I have they found me as a result of me searching and I search a very specific way in a very a very deliberate way those things dance their ways into my life. See, I, I've got a, I have a uh, belief, I, I have a psychology about myself, other people in the world around you that is, it's, it's one of the things I teach. I'll talk about it in a second. It's called the 60, 20, 20 rule. And that psychology is, is that whatever I want, whatever anybody wants is already out there in the world. And the trick is, is to, is to not attract it to you, but attract you to it and it to you. It's something called magnetism versus attraction. Because okay. you can go after, you you can want something, but if inside you, you don't feel like you deserve it, or you're smart, not smart or anything like that, you'll sabotage and you'll procrastinate, you'll hesitate. And so you can attract stuff all day long. It's out there. You know, I don't think anybody can argue with, you know, that the money that you want is out there, the house that you want, the, the, the spouse that you want, the, everything is out there somewhere. You know, but do you do, do you feel like you deserve it? Do you feel like you can get it? Do you feel like you know whatever stands in the way is your psychology, and so I've got uh, you know a very specific psychology and process that I go through that I call the sixty twenty twenty rule, and it's something you know. Uh, and I'm gonna I use things like making money and um and let's just say losing weight because they're quantifiable. And they're easy to understand. But what I'm about to say pertains to any and everything that you want in your life at the risk of sounding too cosmic. And that is this. Thank you up the unicorns, don't worry. Yeah, good, good. You know, because, because, you know, 
I'm a scientist. I, you may or may not know this. I didn't say this. That the, my background, I'm a neuropsychologist. So I have to, just for myself, for integrity side of it, I have to be able to prove everything that I say with science. So that's what I'm about to talk about. It's going to sound a little cosmic, but there's science behind it as well. Um, and that is this, that anything that you want in your life, it's 60%. And you being able to get it and, and get yourself to go do it, it's 60% psychology. You know, there's that old 80-20-20 rule that you're 80, 80 yep. 20 rule that you've heard about, 80% psychology, 20. Well, I, I look at it like this. In, in achieving things, in, in success, in what you want, whether it's money or whatever, um, it's 60% psychology. Those three things I said, you believing in yourself that you can do it. You believing that other people are are out there to serve and, and you to serve them. You believing that the universe is, is full of whatever you want. Okay. That's, that is, you know, there's a set of, of processes all around that to get yourself to that place where you believe that. So you get their psychology. The second thing is energy. The other 20%, the second 20% is energy. And when I say energy, I mean literally electricity. We are electric beings. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everything, everything is held together with electromagnetic energy. The center of the earth is a ball of, of spinning iron. Okay. And what is, when you spin iron, it's the generator in your car is, uh, it's, it's spinning iron and it throws off electricity. That's, that's what creates electricity. The, you know, a hydroelectric uh, power, which powers most everything that we have around you. Okay. It's because there it's those generators being, being turned by the water or a spinning ball of iron is putting, <clears throat> putting on electricity. Well, we, <clears throat> excuse me, we have the equivalent of that spinning ball of iron called our heart. <clears throat> it's movement. It's always moving. Anytime there's moving, <clears throat> excuse me. Anytime there's movement, there's a, there's a, there's an, a, a creation of electricity. <clears throat> That electricity has properties about it, several of them. One, it gives you, uh, you know, when most of us think of energy, we think of that get up and go. It does give you that. It does give you that that um, um, base of being able to get out of bed early, stay up late, you know, get up, you know, do all those things and everything and go do the thing. It gives you the energy to do the exercises of, of praising yourself and doing all those things. It gives you, it, it gives you optimism, movement, okay? But... Here's the other thing. Here's the here's my secret weapon. I'll just be honest with you. My <laughs> secret weapon is this this the third twenty percent, and that is magnetism. If you have the psychology, then you'll move, and you'll and you'll and anything that moves creates energy. But that energy is electromagnetic energy. And do I have my magnets around here? I don't. I wish I could show them to you, but I'll, I'll just tell you <clears throat> how you make a magnet is you you. You give it electricity. You take iron and you just give it electricity and it'll turn into a magnet. It's that simple. Okay. Now think about this. The earth is a spinning ball of iron in the middle. It's the earth's core. It creates electromagnetic energy called gravity. And every it, it, it attracts everything to it and, and everything to it. I mean, it attracts what it wants, which is everything, and attracts those things to it. We want gravity. We got to have gravity. We love gravity. <clears throat> We're attracted to it. And so when you <clears throat> create magnetism within yourself by a series of things, directing, you know, what you want and things like that, a series of things, then you do these two things. You become a magnet to what you want, but you also magnetize that thing or those things to you. Kind of Proof yeah. of it is this. 
If you've ever been sitting in your car and you feel somebody looking at you and you look over and they're looking at you, that, that has happened because when you put your attention and intention on anything, but in this case, anybody, then what happens is your electromagnetic energy grows and you can see this go on youtube and look up electromag look look up uh, karelian photography they got a camera that'll show your electromagnetic energy grow that's the first thing that happens the second thing is they feel it mm -hmm. the third thing that happens is theirs grows and the fourth thing that happens is you become drawn towards each other that's why you look over at them and if you look at this as the same with anything that you want whether it's money whether it is losing weight, whether it is relationship or whatever, anything that you want, that same dynamic, it's physics. It's going on all the time. And so if you get your psychology right and you get your energy right and you get your then, then it turns that into magnetism to what you want. You know, I, I, I have something that I call the magnetic megapreneur, and that is an entrepreneur that, uh, that succeeds at that highest level, that two to three, five percent of people. That, you know, because everybody wants to be an entrepreneur, right? An entrepreneur, <laughs> Just today. But, but especially today. But an entrepreneur has a skill. Look, this is going to sound arrogant, but, you know, you asked for it, all right? Watch this. <clears throat> Bring it on. I love it. I love it. I told you about real estate, okay? I've had five or six careers in my life. And my belief is, this is this is my my core belief about myself, my my psychology about myself. And I believe this about other people as well, but especially about me because I don't teach theory. I'm not going to teach you something that I don't do myself and I haven't taught other people as well. I believe that whatever I do, whatever I go after, I'm going to be one of the best or the best, period. That's my belief. And so when I go after something, that's what it is. When I approach that classroom with Robert Allen, I, I already had that belief because I'd worked it from a very young age or, or when I, when I, uh, after I got that book, Think We're Rich, I worked it. I told myself that. I believed that. And when I went into that classroom, I looked at 500 people and I thought, I'm going to be the best in this classroom. I'm going to, and I told myself that. And lo and behold, I was. So I told that to myself and, and, and it became that. Real estate was my first thing. The second thing that I wanted to do was I wanted to be a musician. That was why I did real estate anyway. I got a recording contract with a major recording label. You know, after I went after it, it took me like three years to do it part-time but uh, think of the imagine imagine the amount of people who go after music and never make it minuscule but it wasn't right. because i'm a great musician by the way you know i consider myself a good musician but it was because i have this formula the next thing i wanted to do was i wanted to be an author because i wanted to 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 do what i do now i wanted to be able to transmit and this book behind me if you're looking at this that book right there new york times bestseller in 1996 i never wrote a book before it was my first book most people never, you know, that, that set out to write a book, 5% of the people that set out, only 5% of the people actually write a book. And a, and a very small percentage of them actually become a New York Times bestseller. I've written seven books now, okay? The next thing I wanted to do was I wanted to make some more money, right? So more residual money. So it doesn't matter the name of the company, but I, I looked at the, the whole concept of network marketing. And I, I started uh, with a network marketing company. In a in, two, in a 22 months, I rose to the top of their their pay schedule with a six-figure income. And I've not done that for 16 years now. And they still pay me. Nice. The amount of people that succeed in that level, that area of life, very, very small. And then the other thing that you know me as. I wanted to be a presenter now, you know, and I've literally been in front of five million, close to five million people now. And so all of those things are not because I'm the, you know, because I'm the greatest on the planet. 
It's because I have a system. I have a process. You know, and a mega, so that's what I call a megapreneur, that you have a system, you have a process that when you go after something, you just apply that process to whatever you want. 60, 20, 20 rule. And life, you know, is dancing its way into your life. If you go ask for the dance and then step up and shake that ass and dance, you, know, <laughs> you got to do the right dance. You got to shake that ass. Yeah. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for your time. I, you know, I, we're, we're reaching the limit of where we're at, so I appreciate it. Where can people go check you out, find you, follow you, connect with you, uh, see what you got going on? Yeah, uh, uh, three things. As a matter of fact, it, well, first off, you can follow me on Instagram. That's where I'm most active. And that is I am Joseph McClendon uh, or Facebook. It's just my name, Joseph McClendon on Facebook. Or you can go to my website, um, which is uh, which is my name.com, josephmcclendon.com. And, um, you know, uh, my outcome is always to, to do what I, I promised the man that helped me, and that is to serve as many people as I can. And the only thing that I ask of people is this. If I, if I can be, if I've taught you anything, if you've learned anything from me that's helped your life, the only thing I ask is pay it forward, you know, you don't have to. You don't have to give me credit for it. But if you learn something, you go tell. Go teach somebody. You know, if you learned it, then then you now become at least the expert on that one house. You know, and teach it. it as well. Yeah, I love it. Well, thank you so much for being on. For all of you guys listening or watching, truly appreciate it. Make sure you go follow him, check him out. Um, I would highly encourage you to find him wherever you can, listen to him, check his stuff out, read his books. Um, it's pretty much all fantastic. I don't think I have anything negative to say about anything I've seen him do so far. So um, Joseph, truly appreciate you, your time and your giving heart as always. It's, it's a pleasure to be in your presence. It's my pleasure, my friend. Awesome. For all of you guys watching or listening, please make sure you rate, subscribe, review this show. Uh, as Joseph said, my goal too is to help other people, right? Like these, these conversations are awesome and I always take away a lot, but the more folks that get exposed to it, um, the better. And so that the best you can do for that is share it, like it, review it, uh, tell a friend. That's the simple tax that I ask you to, for, to pay for this show. Uh, other than that, we appreciate you being on as always. We'll see you on another episode real soon. Bye. This podcast is sponsored by 3 Degrees Consulting. If you need funnels, websites, paid ads management, or help with any of your digital marketing, 3 Degrees Consulting is your go-to source for everything. Check them out at www.go3dc.com. That's G-O, the number three, D is in degrees, C is in consulting.com. Go check them out right now.